Hello and welcome to the Sonic Cinema Podcast. My name is Brian Scuttle and thank you for joining me at www.sonic-cinema.com as well as the Sonic Cinema Podcast YouTube channel. I'm joined today by Russ Camarda. He is an actor and filmmaker that I've gotten to know over the years through his work. And since we we tend to have some uh, time to our hands right now with... Uh, Everybody basic, more or less on lockdown uh, due to uh, COVID-19. I thought it would be good to get some people in to uh, talk about their work and just talk about movies in general. Uh, with Russ, he, he actually sent me a short film that he was in called Taxi Cab Ride with Jesus, which when it's available either through festival or online, I highly recommend checking it out. It's It's... One that really had an effect on me personally, and I'm glad to be talking to him here today. Uh, Russ, thank you very much for joining me. Hey, Brian. Thank you so much for having me. It's always great to uh, talk to uh, fellow cinephiles, and uh, I'm always excited to talk about that stuff. So thanks for having me. No problem. Uh, it's, we, we've actually, we actually go back a ways. Um, you, you sent me... Uh, night for day yeah. way back in 2009 and That's uh, right. you know and I've uh, gotten to watch several several other films that you've either been in or have made over the years and uh, I I know that uh, when you know we we follow each other on social media I mean whenever you have a new project it's it's always kind of interesting to see what you're working on and uh, what what led to you um, getting into acting and filmmaking? Well, Brian, yeah, we do go back a ways. That was uh, maybe my second feature back then that I had ever done that I directed, and and that was uh, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. But my my acting and 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 my uh, my interest in that uh, business and that craft that goes back to when I was a little kid. I mean. I've always wanted to be an actor uh, and filmmaker and director and all those things. So when uh, when I got out of high school, uh, I went. I live in New York, so I, I, you know, I studied the craft, all different kinds of uh, techniques, and 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 got into theater. I did a lot of theater back in the uh, the early '90s into uh, into the early 2000s. Um, and then right after right right after 9/11 basically uh, I was working as a I was doing theater at night I was doing Shakespeare in New York uptown and downtown I was working as a an administrative office manager for a trading firm right across the street from the World Trade Center mm -hmm. so I was there when all that went down and uh, that kind of while I, while I was working and doing and and performing as an actor in theater on the side, I was kind of building up a video business and a video production business, but nine 11 really kind of uh, helped push me out and said, you know, you really got it. You, you don't belong here. <laughs> you know, if there, if there was ever a wake up call. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I really went wholeheartedly after that into the video business and started uh, doing uh, more film work. And uh, so I, I still do it to this day. I still uh, I still pursue it. I still push it. And uh, wherever I can get a project going, I do it. But I, I've been doing it for almost 30 years now. 
Do you do you have a uh, website uh, that people can check out your films at? Um, well, the, all the films are different. I mean, uh, there's a few of them. There's, the, I mean, if you if you Google me or IMDb me or even go to Amazon Prime and type in my name, you'll see a bunch of a couple of about three features on there, mm-hmm. and a bunch of shorts. Um, a lot of the other. Uh, uh, films and things uh, never were distributed, um, uh, or they were, you know. So, so I'm I'm kind of spread out all over the place. If you want more information, basically about me, uh, you can just uh, go to russkamarda.com. So it's r-u-s-s-c-a-m-a-r-d-a.com, and you'll see a little more information about me with some interviews and some trailers and videos and stuff. But um, like I said, you can find a lot of my stuff on Amazon Prime. Uh, just typing in my name, you'll find a bunch of films there. And I think there's probably about, there's got to be a, three or four features on there and maybe a few shorts, but the whole rest of them are all spread out all over the place. Who were, who were uh, some of the actors or filmmakers that uh, inspired you to get into uh, filmmaking? Well, I mean, I have so I have such a varied uh, uh, group that uh, they're all different. And, um, I mean, the early actors when I was younger were the, you know, the real, the guys from the 70s, the Pacinos and De Niro's and uh, and those guys, Robert Duvall, those actors really inspired me. Um, and then as I got into the craft and learned it more, um, I think some of my favorite ones, that there's so many. I mean, there's so many that just fascinate me. And uh, uh, Anthony Hopkins is probably my favorite of all. I mean, uh, he's, he's one of my big inspirations and... Uh, and some of the more modern guys, the uh, the uh, Benicio del Toro's and Joaquin Phoenixes and Daniel Day Lewis's, they're they, you can't take your eyes off them. They're fascinating to watch. There's there's so many. And as far as filmmakers, I mean, I have my my own sort of way of doing things, um, and the ones I admire usually tend to be ones that are to, that would to, totally different than than I would. Uh, Kubrick. Um, Michael Mann, uh, you know, uh, Tarkovsky, P.T. Anderson, uh, you know, uh, so many uh, that are just, you know, brilliant technical visual filmmakers that uh, that inspire me with their work. So it, it, I, I, I spread it across a wide range. Yeah. And, and I mean, that that definitely covers a lot of uh, ground, both as far as actors and uh filmmakers um when what what is it that as and you know this can be as an actor as a uh filmmaker what is it that draws you to is there a particular type of story that you find yourself drawn to or are there any particular genres that you find yourself drawn to more often than not that's an interesting question uh I find, I think the most important thing just from my training as an actor and what I learned in the theater and what I've, what I've developed as a director is the most important thing to me is story. In other words, in other words, what is it about? What, what are you trying to say? Um, plots and genres, uh, I can kind of go anywhere you want there. I, 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 I can enjoy anything from a Western to science fiction to a horror picture. It doesn't really matter as long as the story underneath the plot 
has something to say. So, uh, and the stories, I think, I think they change at different parts of your life. You know, what, what uh, draws you to them. I tend to like redemption mm-hmm. stories. I like, uh, I, I, and particularly in my own work, I, I, I've even noticed that a lot of the stuff that I write and do usually ends up with some sort of hope at the end, even if it's left unresolved or unfinished, there is a hope. So I, I tend to have a, an optimistic view and, and usually there's some kind of redemption story that, that, that intrigues me. Okay. Um, I want to go back and, uh, go, go way back. And when you sent me, uh, night for day back in 2009, uh, sure. I think one, one of the things that interested me about that is that it was a very, it it was a very modern take on genre and mm-hmm. horror and vampires and and that type of idea and that's that's one of the things. Where did that movie? Where where where, where was the inspiration that uh came that uh where I what what inspired you to make that movie? Well. I was looking to do some, I, I had two thoughts in my head. I was looking to do something uh, that was that as far as a budget wise and as far as what I could corral as an independent filmmaker, something that would, and also as a story point, something that would lock between sunset and sunrise, you know, kind of an overnight picture, like, you know, after hours or American graffiti or something like that. I love the idea of something happening all in one night. And I really didn't, but I wanted the stakes to be high. So the first thing that came to my mind uh, between sunset and sunrise was vampires. Now, I am not a, a, a horror genre aficionado. I'm not, I mean, I, I like it. I'll watch stuff. And, and yeah. as particularly if it's well written, I, I enjoy it. But I'm, it's not something I would normally go to. But the borders I was trying to create a story around that just seemed like the highest possible stakes because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, if you, if you don't make it to sunrise as a vampire, you're not going to do it very well. So, and I was coming home from a gig one night on the train and I was looking out the window and I was listening to, I forget what the tune was, but something about the lonely streets. It was late at night and, and the lights whizzing by and the, and the early morning hour, you know, deep dark of the night. I just thought of a music. I thought of a musician, uh, you know, a gig worker who was coming back from a gig, and I'm like, all right, let's. That's our vampire. He's uh, he's been able to hide as a musician his whole life, and what's what's his stakes? And the stakes had to be love. It had to be a love story. It had to be the only thing that could move him to take the risk of of getting to the daytime would be somebody who was in love with him. And that's where the the plot came from. The the this woman who has who had met him in a club and fallen in love with him, and um, and decided that you know she was ready to have it move forward, and she didn't know who he was or what his what his real deal was. He was able to keep it from her, and her her ultimatum was: look, if this relationship's going to go forward, you you have to meet me at my beach house, you know, uh, uh, tomorrow. Um, and meet my family or whatever she was trying to do, but that meant he had to be there in the daytime. So mm-hmm. that's where the whole plot came is, was his, his journey from the night to the morning and all the obstacles he would face and the, 
and the other vampire uh, folks in his life who would try and convince him otherwise and was it worth it and that kind of a thing. So it was really about sort of my tag phrase, which is be bold and mighty forces will come to your aid. And, uh, you know, just just jump off the edge and, and see what happens, take a chance. And so that's what the story was about. The genre happened to be, you know, vampires. And I changed a lot of the mythology uh, of the typical vampire picture mm-hmm. at the time. I kind of turned it into sort of, you know, they weren't they weren't um, undead or spiritual or, or, you know, there was no supernatural thing. They were just literally the next step in evolution. They were mm-hmm. a human, a human mutation that had lived in the fringes of society and, and, uh, and there were good ones and there were bad ones. And he was trying to be one of the good ones. And so it was, it, it evolved from there. And, and like I said, the most important thing was the story of, uh, of taking a chance in your life. And it came at a point in my life when I was trying to do that as well. So that, that's where it all came from. What what was it that sort of led you to directing some of your own films? I mean, most of the films I've seen you uh, of yours are primarily as an actor, but you have worked on writing. You, you have worked as a writer, producer, and a director. What was it that uh, led you to uh, take that plunge into directing? Well, I mean, like I said, I started in the theater in the in the '90s and then into the early 2000s, and I and I did I directed a lot and I acted a lot, and then I did both on several occasions. Uh, I directed myself in a lot of in, in a lot of theater in everything from Shakespeare to Williams to all kinds of things. So um, I was used to that, um, and it's actually it's actually a little easier to do it in film than it is to do in the theater. So I knew uh, once I started to really get into creating these pictures, I knew how to do that. The other thing too is, is your, you know, it's a trust thing anyway, when you're building a team to create such a, uh, a you know, you have to have so many people cooperating. So it's just one less person you got to worry about. It's uh, it's somebody, you know, is going to show up on time and, and do uh, what you need to be done. And what you do is you surround yourself with creative people that you trust who can be those second set of eyes who can say to you, who you can say, Hey, look, this is what I'm trying to do in this moment. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to set this whole scene. I'm going to jump in, do my thing, take a look at playback. This is what I was looking to achieve. Do you think I got it? And then if, if those people you trust say, yeah, I think you, you got it. There's no need for you to look at it. You just move on. So it's a logistic thing. Uh, but the truth is uh, acting, directing, teaching, editing, all those things are very separate crafts. But if you can do each one of them individually, over a long period of time individually well, then there's no reason you can't do them all together. It just becomes a time management issue and a logistical issue. So I was used to it in the theater. Uh, it was actually harder to do in the theater, but I was used to it, and uh, and I it translated real well to the film set. Well, that that actually it you know it's interesting hearing you talk about day for night or night for day and. Uh, hear, hearing you as a director who also happens to act because some of those things do lead me into one of the th- some of the things that I I found most striking about the most recent film of yours that I watched uh, Taxi Cab Ride with Jesus because you 
the writer and director of that movie, Dave Brennan, is also acting in that film, and yes. you are acting in that film as well. Um, and one of the things that I was so one of the things that I really liked about Night for Day is also one of the things that I really liked about Taxi Cab Ride for Jesus with Jesus is because of the fact that it really it takes it it basically takes the ideas of a particular genre, a particular type of story, mm-hmm. and sort of blows it down to its essence. Right. But also, it doesn't lean into it. It doesn't lean into formula necessarily when it does that. And I think that's right. one of the things that I was so really. I mean, I I told you when I uh, sent you my review of the movie. Like, I I really it really had an effect on me. Like, I was sure. crying after the movie. Uh, sure. That that doesn't happen that often. <laughs> right. So, um, it was. So with Taxi Cab Ride with Jesus, what was it like what was it like working with a director who is also co-starring with you and mm-hmm. sort of like what was if you could explain a little bit cuz I don't really want to give away too much about the movie. Sure. Um sure. because I I think some of the things that are so great about the short is the way it explores the particular topics that does. Right. Um, what is it? A, what were what were the main ideas behind that movie that sort of led Dan and then you as an actor and producer because you did produce the film as well. Sure. Uh, to to make it. Well, the the advantage of that particular writer director is Dan Brennan and I have known each other for over thirty years, and uh, mm-hmm. and we've done a lot of films together. Most all of my films, we're, he's involved in. I'm involved in his. He's a fantastic writer, fantastic actor, uh, and a director in his own right. And uh, you UIMDB him, you'll see all his stuff there too. So he's he's um he's 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 my brother basically i mean we we've collaborated so many times that we have a shorthand when we work together an improv improvisational shorthand and he came to me with that idea he's like let's do you know because we were kind of getting antsy uh last fall and we hadn't done anything in a while and he said uh, and we're waiting for trying to get money for bigger projects and it just never comes through and all so he said let's let's go back to the old days just you and i we'll just do something so with a small crew kind of just bang something out together. And, uh, and he gave me this idea. He said, it's you and me in a cab, uh, cab driver picks up Jesus, you know, let's go from there. And he gave me the rough outline of a story. And then he wrote, then I liked it. I thought it was great, but I had sort of my own thoughts on, (laughs) on the, uh, the philosophy or theology of it. Uh, then he wrote another thing, kind of, he agreed with me on a lot of that. And we, we wrote another bit and, uh, then we collaborated, we improvised, and we did a lot of stuff to to round that out to kind of get to the point we were trying to get to. Um, and as you know, the basic plot is, uh, you know, a cab driver down on his luck, his daughter's in the hospital, his wife is calling him constantly trying to get him to, to get there because it's urgent and things are looking bad for the daughter, but he's got to make money and he takes one last fare for that night and he picks up this unusual stranger who claims... Uh, he's Jesus, and uh, and they have this, you know, sort of colloquy, this this theological discussion, philosophical discussion about life, about 
man's place, God's place, what that means. And I think the whole driving force of the whole of what we were trying to get across. I mean, I come from a more what you'd con- what you'd consider. I'm not. I didn't. I wasn't raised with any particular religion. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I my mom was Protestant, my dad was Catholic, and but I was never pushed in one direction or another. Um, I I've sort of evolved myself into what you would call like a non-dualist or a monist or you know somebody who kind of believes that you know we are God. There is we're it's this whole universe is an expression of a greater uh, thing than we can even imagine. But I don't I don't. Um, you know, uh, uh, personalize it or, or create a, a character for it. So that was kind of me going into it. And I, I think to some extent, although Dan is a, is a raised Catholic, uh, he had some of those same ideas or feelings. So we kind of tried to uh, apply the, the idea of Jesus to those thoughts and, and really work on what man's role is, what his own divinity is, and what self-reliance and self-responsibility and the focus on uh, on on your guiding your destiny and that you in fact are tapped into something that's more divine and it's not outside of you it's inside of you it is you um, but without getting preachy about it and without and without totally upending you know uh, the 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 accepted sort of structure of Jesus. We don't want to we don't want to uh, hurt anybody or offend anybody or, or make it crazy. But but we applied to what we believed he that 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 individual represents and what he really meant. So and what I loved about the, the picture and what Dan, to his great credit, as I would try and add things or move things around, he would steer me away is we kept it consistent. In other words, the guy you meet in the first five minutes is the guy that leaves at the end. There never is this magical moment or, you know, turn on. It's like, hey, it's it's up to you to to take this and, and ingest it and, and decide what it is for you. And yeah. I think that's why it's been so powerful for people. I've had a lot of people react, real, honestly, su- surprisingly. I can't believe that people have reacted like you have. I mean, my, my, you know, people I know mm-hmm. uh, that I would never expect that have sent me things that said, Hey man, that was, and I think that's the reason. I think the reason is we kept it consistent. We didn't go into agenda or preachiness. We just presented a, a, a philosophy and an idea with a, a sort of archetypal character that people have strong feelings about one way or the other and just let it sit there. And, Mm. and I think that's what worked about it. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that's, that was one of the things that was so striking to me about is how it's, it's, it's more about the I mean, obviously there are religious ideas and stuff like that brought into it, but it's ultimately a philosophical debate that just happens to have faith at the center of it. And that's one of the things that was so engaging about the movie. And, and like you said, that consistency, like the, the character of Jesus that you play is very much, he's very much consistent. You, you can see that. You can see that in play throughout all of the film, but at the same time, you can also understand 
you you can understand both people's perspectives on things yes. without necessarily without necessarily saying you know oh this this is definitively right how it should be and yeah that's that's what we were trying to do it was the most important thing to us was to get the thought across without saying you know think this way <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. You said uh, in your email that was it was in there were possible festivals that uh, it's mm -hmm. it's being considered for. Are there any that it's played so far? No, not yet. I mean, I I entered it into I want to say about thirteen or fourteen uh, festivals right after we finished it in February, and uh, it's right now it's in competition in something called the Indie X Fest in Los Angeles which means it's up for some kind of uh, awards for different categories, but the actual festival competition is if you get so many points or something, you get to, you get screened. Mm -hmm. Again, I, I'm not sure how that one works. That's the only one that's really been officially selected to. Everything else is um, the notifications won't come till May. Yeah. Uh, and then most of those festivals would, were scheduled for summer and fall anyway, and, mm -hmm. and considering, considering everything we're living in right now. I don't yeah. know how they'll do it, but it's it'll be out there eventually in in a, in a bunch of them. So we'll see. Okay. Yeah, and i I hope that uh, I hope that people do have a chance to see it because it is is something that I I I am I'm, I'm somebody who I've I've never been particularly religious myself, but I'm right. always interested when I'm always interested in religious ideas when it comes to film i mean you know i just right. did a rewatch recently of scorsese's faith trilogy of last temptation of christ gundun and silence um great stuff and, great stuff yeah and it's it's one of those things where it's like it i can't really get behind too much of the more you know what we consider faith-based uh, right right that. Pure flicks, just because of the fact that they're so, they're they're very much preaching to converted, and it's yes. like that's 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 one of the things that kind of you know, it it doesn't. If you if I don't feel that way immediately, if I don't right. feel like that way going in, I don't see there's not really much I'm gonna get out of it going out of it. Exactly. Um, yeah, uh, I'm. Well, I'm, Last Temptation was always one of my favorite pictures, yeah. one of my favorite uh, interpretations of. Uh, he, he took that Kazantzakis novel and he really, he he went for it, Scorsese, mm -hmm. and uh, and took a lot of heat for it in '88. But it was what I loved about that interpretation of the character, and what it really applies to the one we just did is it's a, is that is that man is both is both matter. And energy, man is both physical and divine, and the Jesus character is one of those special few who woke up and understood that. And the great thing about the the historical or mythological Jesus, the one thing that fascinates me about that particular religion, and what I what I try to incorporate in my interpretation of it, is he's the one deity if you want to call him a deity he's the one of all these religions that actually doubted what he should do mm -hmm. and that's such that's so human and i think that's the most important lesson is that garden of gethsemane jesus the one that says hey take this cup from my hand you know 
somebody else got to be able to do this other than me, man. And, uh, and ultimately accepts his, his fate. And I think what a lot of people missed in the controversy of Last Temptation and what some people may miss in our little short is that it actually is faith reaffirming mm-hmm. if you, if you believe that, because in the end presented with the choice presented with the doubt, that particular prophet, that particular deity, that particular son of God said, no, I'll, I'll take the tough road. Yeah. You know? So the idea is that, yeah, you, you're, you're cinematically presenting this guy in a, in a human way that may seem a little, uh, abrupt or, or, or out of context and, and make some people uncomfortable. But ultimately the, the point is he makes the choice. Yeah. That's, you know what I mean? So I always thought that was an amazing thing about that picture. Oh, that's, that's the thing I have always loved about that movie. And, uh, the, and also I, you know, and, and that's the thing that that's what's so frustrating about the controversy about that is because, so many people focus on the love scene between yes. Jesus and Mary Magdalene. They ignore the fact that it's like, well, basic. The Last Temptation has nothing to do with lust. Is no. simply has to do with the temptation is to live a human life, yes, as, and die as a human as opposed to dying for humanity. And right. that's the thing that people, you know, they got so hooked up. On the sure on the visuals and the yeah exactly that, yeah. like you completely you completely missed the point of that and right yeah that that's and in the end he rejects that yeah that that happens in the blink of an eye that whole life mm-hmm. that he has is in a blink of an eye and one of the my favorite scenes of all is uh, Harry Dean Stanton as uh, mm-hmm. I guess he's the Apostle Paul and yeah. he's preaching and and Jesus has an older man with wives and children sees him preaching about Jesus and walks over to him and says, Hey, I'm right here. I didn't yeah. die. I'm, I'm standing right here. And he says to him at the end, he goes, he says, Oh good. I'm glad I met you because now I can forget all about you mm-hmm. because my Jesus is more important than you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was just amazing. A great scene. Oh, there are so many fantastic scenes in that movie. That one, that one is one of the best. The one where uh, Judas confronts him at the end and he realizes oh. the truth is just amazing. Right. And then the scene where he and Judas are talking earlier where uh, he's basically saying it's like you have to start the heart as opposed right. to it's not just about liberation of the body. It's about liberation of the soul too. Right. Getting yep. hate out of the heart. And that's those those things are just those scenes in particular are just so just brilliantly done by Scorsese. And Scorsese did that picture with, I mean, relatively compared to him, no money. Yeah. I mean, mean, he did that with nothing. (laughs) And uh, you got to give him credit. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what, so we, we've been on relative lockdown for, you know, about a month or so. What what have you been doing to uh, pass the time? Well, uh, I'm, been in, in my house here for like uh, six weeks or seven weeks now, whatever it is. And, but I did have a bout. I, I did actually contract uh, the COVID-19. So I had uh, about 20, 20 days of that. And it was very, very difficult. And it was uh, very frightening and very painful. And after about 17 days, I, I, I managed to uh, recover. And I'm on my way back. I still don't have my 
full wind back yet, but uh, but it was a hell of an experience. Um, and you know what I've tried to do is is um, what did I'll tell you what did get me through some of the darker thoughts when when it when you know you're you're gasping for breath a little bit and you're wondering if this is gonna if you're gonna get through it. The things that I tried to do was I tried to to push those out. I didn't let them occupy my mind for more than 30 seconds. And what I tried to replace them with were, you know, images of, you know, films and stories I could make, you know, roles I could play and, and just life after this. So to sort of creatively visualize, you know, positive things. And, uh, and I'm, I've been working on uh, setting up and trying to get uh, a podcast together that I, that I've been thinking about doing for months and, and that's really all I can do from the inside now. And yeah. hopefully, hopefully uh, we'll get that going soon. Okay. Well, and I, yeah. And when you, when you, uh, when you messaged me, I think it was earlier this week and uh, yeah. asking if I had seen the movie yet. And I hadn't, or no, it was, it was like last Saturday, I think when you, when you messaged me over Facebook sure. and you were asking me if I was still interested in watching the short. Um, and you had told me that you had contracted it. I'm like, wow, I, 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 because I don't like, I think you're the first person that I've been familiar with, uh, in, in my life over the years that has contracted it. And so it was, it was a, a bit surreal, even though we had never actually met, this is the first time we're actually talking um sure yeah it was it was a bit it was a bit of a shock it was a bit you know i'm i'm certainly i was certainly relieved to hear that you've been you've been getting past and you're you're starting to feel better yeah um and uh yeah that it it sounds the the way that you're you're approaching it as far as like the way you're trying to cast out the negativity and the you know sort of the anxiety that comes with everything right now i mean i think that's a good way of uh looking at and trying to try trying to you know get to a more positive place even with all everything that you've been through you know the past few weeks so that that's definitely great to hear and i'm it's 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 good to hear that you know and I, I, you know, I had big plans when, when my full-time job, uh, basically closed up shop last month. I, I had these big plans. Oh, I was going to stay busy all the time. I was going <laughs> to get all of this stuff done and I've sort of kind of still done that. But at the same time, I've also realized that, you know, I don't have to do something every day. And exactly. I don't have to do something every other day. It's like right. I can give myself time to just relax. And yes, um, I've been fortunate enough to be able to do that. And uh, yeah, it's it's just trying to trying to pass the time here. I mean, you know. It's well, like, what you what you realize is, uh, I mean, like I said, I've I've gotten to see a whole bunch of things in my life, uh, up close. Uh, I'm tired of being part of historical events. <laughs> uh, oh, I, like I can I, imagine. Like I said, <laughs> I stood across the street from those towers burning and watching people jumping out of windows and got ash in my hair. And I, 
And I, I did a documentary in 2005 down in Katrina, right after Katrina in New Orleans, and I was in the middle of all that. And now this, and blackouts, and every other thing that happens. So, but one thing you realize from these things, and they're reminders, they're lessons, is every breath, every single moment, every person that that checks in on you and, and asks about you and, mm. and that you think about, that's all it is, man. That's, yeah. you know, the one line uh, that the Jesus character says in that short that we did, uh, you know, when Dan's character says, you know, we're, we're afraid of losing someone we love. And he says, then just love them, love them while they're here. Enjoy that moment. And it's all about those moments. It's all about connecting. Um, and one thing that's I've particularly found especially through my only window to the world right now is like a social media window or a television window is what I've discovered is it's most important more now than ever. And I don't think people have grasped it yet is to connect, but just not with the people in your circle, not the people in your echo chamber or your bubble, go seek out the ones that, that, that anger you a little that are, that are completely that you think are completely philosophically wrong, reach out a hand, and understand that whatever the behavior is that you don't agree with, it's coming from a place of fear, whether it's fear of losing their finances, fear of health, fear. So it, everything stems from either love or fear. So if you can, if you can empathize, and I think we need just more empathy with the other sides of these things, got to reduce the polarization of our of our people and our society and our world. And just and it takes the, but it, it actually takes an effort. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to f- make that effort to reach across and do that. So, if anything, this this virus has has made me focus more on it's that. Okay. Yeah. And 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 with that, I mean, I think this is a and I I am I'm grateful that you know I've finally connected with you. Uh, yes. As far yeah. as uh, talking to you about your films, talking about talking to you on your your work and your your career and the things that inspire you. I mean, this is you know it, it's it's almost you know it's it's almost like you know the right place at the right time for <laughs> uh, you know you're you're sure to come up at this particular moment and yeah. uh, for me to watch it. And it's like hey, you want it because I I have been itching to get. You know, I have been itching to uh, get back into podcasting, and it's like in to get some episodes recorded and get some discussions with some people. And uh, right. this this was a really great one to uh, oh, start out with. So, uh, Russ, thank you very much for uh, joining me today. Brian, it's my pleasure. I follow you all the time on Instagram and Facebook and stuff. I love your your thoughts on film and and the fact that you're such a, a fan and a student of it and uh, and I've always appreciated your your fair and uh, and intelligent writing uh, over the years, uh, uh, and so blessed and honored that you 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 take the chance the time to look at my work, um, and uh, and give it an assessment. And uh, I appreciate that. Oh no problem. Thank you. You got it, buddy. I'd like to thank Russ for joining me today, and uh, he he's somebody who I've like I said I've gotten to know him over the years, over social media, after he started uh, sending me some of his uh, work in 2000, 
nine, and it's good to finally have him on the uh, podcast for an interview. And this was a this was a good time for it. And um, I've got several more interviews that I'm going to be doing uh, with other filmmakers, with other film fans. I uh, where we're you know sometimes we're going to be talking about work people's work sometimes we're just gonna be shooting the shit on movies and uh we we do have uh plenty of others i've got two more i'm recording today and then i have two that i'm recording on monday so as well as one more that will be happening sometime in the future and uh i'm looking forward to sharing all of those with you that's it for me with the uh sonic cinema podcast for this time uh, continue to uh, join us at Sonic Cinema Podcast on YouTube. Thank you for getting me to 100 subscribers. It's uh, really great to see people uh, subscribing, and I hope you continue to enjoy the content. I've got a lot of great stuff coming up for you. Um, go to patreon.com backslash Sonic Cinema for $1 a month. You will not only get early access to reviews for movies that are not uh, quite out yet, but you'll also get a running uh, little catalog of movies or TV shows that I'm watching for the first time. And uh, that's been something going on uh, since the uh, social distancing has started in uh, mid-March. And I'm... It's, it's been a pretty big grab bag of uh, movies and TV. And I'm currently going through the X-Files right now. I'll have some thoughts on that. Uh, for now, though, this is Brian Scuttle. Thank you for joining me at www.sonicdecima.com. Thank you. <laughs>